0: No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by the newly married...
0: Elliot Holman. Mr. Elliot Holman off of Mr. and Mrs. Holman. Thank you.
1: We're recording this and you know last week we talked about how hot it is. It still is really hot in the UK. It's actually a record-breaking day for how hot it is here in the UK. Um, But it just seems that it wasn't as hot as your wedding. I don't know whether it was because I was wearing a three-piece suit, whether we were drinking. I ended the night, I had about six glasses of water, and I was still dehydrated. Um, You were on the dance
0: floor most of the night. Have you managed to recover yet? Uh, It's been... It's been a tough one, I'll be honest. Nothing has been as difficult this week as the photo shoot on the wedding day. You know, like, you get married at the church and then we went to the venue and everyone's having drinks and canapes, but we were off having a photo shoot. And that was the toughest thing because I was in a three-piece suit and he's going, Elliot, if you could just uh, dab your forehead a bit. I'm like, I'm sweating because I'm in a three-piece suit. And he was like, oh, let's just get a shot in this lovely like greenhouse area. And I'm like... Are you serious? It's the hottest I've ever been in my life, but uh, I'm sure it'll be worth it because I will look stunning on the photos, as you can imagine.
1: Yeah, well, you've uh, you've already shown me one of the photos that I'm in, and luckily it was far enough away to not see the sweat. <laughs> but it was a beautiful day, I've got to say. Me and Poppy had so much fun. Um, it was great catching up with, uh, with everyone that was there. Got to see your mum and dad, of course, and also... Got to see some uh, Orlando City fans as well that i have not met who listened to the podcast. Uh, so that was nice. Um, and I was thankful uh, on Sunday evening. that uh, Because for people obviously weren't there. They won't know. The pictures disappeared for some reason. Uh, there was um, an instance at your wedding where you said, come on, come up here, come up here. But you've got to close your eyes. And then you all hoodwinked me. Uh, with an Orlando City uh, flag. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, when we went 1 0 down at the weekend, I was dreading. I thought, oh, this is going to come out. Like, there's going to be a photo of me with an Orlando flag. You're going to be boasting. weren't quite to be. So I was thankful in the end that we got a draw.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll save the picture for the, for the perfect moment. Um, but one all draw wasn't wasn't good enough to bring it out, I'm afraid.
1: It wasn't. So that is uh, nicely moving on from your wedding. I mean, I could talk about your wedding all day, Elliot, but we are an MLS podcast uh, and it's moving nicely on. So the first topic on this week's Stoppage Time, and it is Rivalry Week, of course. As we've said, the MLS UK show derby. Atlanta drew 1-1 against Orlando. In the end, well... I'm not going to say a fair result because I think Orlando should have, worked, Should have you, were, you had the first half an hour and then for the rest of the game it was all Atlanta. But I don't know about you Elliot, I just, I don't think Atlanta created enough chances in the end. We had a lot of possession, but we didn't create chances.
0: But there was the huge save from Jalese at the end as well, which meant Atlanta could have won it. Um, so certainly could have gone either way. Draw, probably a fair result. I think over the season, Orlando have been better in that game. For most of it, Atlanta were maybe uh, in control. But yeah, lack of lack of chances created. And that's that's been the story, hasn't it?
1: It has, yeah. And uh, apart from the two um, shots at the end that hit the post, and like you said, Um, the the save from Dwyer, which, I mean, when Dwyer came on, I was praying. I thought this would be (laughs) the greatest moment in MLS history, or MLS UK show history, if Dom Dwyer can score the winner against Orlando. It just didn't quite happen. Um, But, yeah, I think overall on the season, Atlanta, unfortunately, would probably take a point against Orlando. But, um, you know, if we carry on playing like that, I I can see us... Having a strong end to the season um moving on to uh, other games on rivalry week uh, miami 3 charlotte 2 that was the big game um well the big result in the end anyway because charlotte were 2-0 down phil neville had his uh, brother there and his sister and uh, the whole family and then in the end they saw a uh, miami win 3-2 winner in stoppage time And I mean, Miami are just slowly getting back to where we perhaps hoped they would be. I mean, can they make the playoffs or is this just going to be a damp
0: squib and they're going to finish 10th in the end like usual? (laughs) Uh, Well, they certainly look like they've got a little bit more form now than we've seen in recent years. Um, Still below Charlotte, which you'd have to say is a surprise um before at the start of the season you would you would be surprised to see that uh Cincinnati of course ahead of them as well so there's some there's some teams there Miami Charlotte Cincinnati that you don't associate with playoff soccer uh, in MLS and at least one of them is going to be in there I think but of course you've got New England you've got Atlanta and Toronto I know we're going to get onto them um who are pulling out all the stops
1: yeah yeah there's a few teams that were uh, started the season quite slowly that have picked up. Um a team that a few weeks ago uh, we 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 worried about them maybe they could go on a bit of a decline but they've come back is New York City FC 1-0 at their uh, rivals Red Bulls. Tati got the goal. Rumours that he's going to come into the Europe which is basically going to be the whole summer full of rumours mm-hmm. until the European transfer deadline but this is a big win for NYCFC a ground that they've not really been Uh, that successful at in recent years
0: yeah um they've got a game in hand as well uh, on philadelphia who are in first so they could reclaim that top spot with their game in hand which would be crucial Uh, it'd be very impressive obviously um sort of weathering the storm of losing their coach potentially losing castellanos as well by the end of the summer i'm pretty sure that is going to happen someone in europe someone anyone are they going to take the plunge um you know, uh, it stems back to what we talked about before. Uh, I think teams in Europe do have reservations about Castellanos for for obvious reasons, but in front of goal, all his day, unplayable.
1: Yeah, I mean he's a top
0: quality player, and and we said last week on the uh, the main
1: episode that if he continues, if he does manage to get to the end of the season, he's going to be top goal screw. He's going to be top goal scorer by about four or five goals. So uh, for NYCFC fans, I'm sure they hope to uh keep hold of him for as long as they can. Uh, elsewhere we saw Gareth Bale's debut um away at Nashville, he went 2-1 in the end. Um Bale didn't get uh didn't really have much chance to do much on the pitch, although I think every news outlet, every football news outlet in the world is uh, shared his first touch, which was a back heel. Um if you didn't watch the game or didn't catch the highlights, you wouldn't know what else happened because that was the only thing that anyone seemed to show. But um, you know it's good that he's got his first game. He's gonna obviously LAFC have got a uh, they've got a home. Well, they're away next weekend, and then they're at home. So I think they're waiting for that grand homecoming, if you will, to to fully unveil him. But it's nice that he's getting on the pitch. Um, you know, for an away game because MLS does have a sort of a history of maybe holding players back for the right moment for a debut. So it's good to see that they've gone. No, you're ready. Let's get you out there.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um uh, at the end of the day Gareth Bale joins LAFC when they're already top of the west and that is a frightening prospect for all of the teams in in both conferences but especially the likes of Austin who let's be honest they're they're performing way 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 above expectation. Um, not because they aren't a good team, because they aren't a good roster, but, you know, it's their second season and they're sitting second in the West, doing extremely well. Uh, The gap to third is uh, unbelievably big now. And when you look at the likes of Gareth Bale joining the league, not only is it great for LAFC, but it's just great for for us as UK fans. It's great for the US and and Canada fans who get to see him in action week in, week out. This is a win-win for everybody, but that first touch... Statement of intent, I think.
1: Yeah, hopefully we'll be seeing more of that and anything he can do to go viral across the world. And especially in this country, it helps us out here on the MLS UK mm-hmm. show. Um, Elsewhere, just the, the last point I'm going to uh, mention on rivalry week. Uh, now, Colorado v LA Galaxy isn't necessarily a rivalry uh, on or off the pitch, but Colorado won 2-0. And it was comments from Derek Williams afterwards, the LA Galaxy defender um, that that really stuck in my mind. He said that a few of the players have got their own agendas, and that's perhaps why LA Galaxy aren't performing to uh, what we'd we'd hoped they would do over the summer. Do you think he's got a point? Do LA Galaxy seem like a team that is uh, just full of individuals?
0: I think there's been a concern about that at the start of the season, especially when you look at the likes of Douglas Costa, um, who has struggled. I think. There's, you know, kind of an element of the of the Higuain of last season there uh, into Miami. And that ultimately, it's so difficult to build a good roster in MLS. It is the job of the coach, of his coaching staff to make it work. You know, we, we talked about this last week with, with Orlando. Roster, good. Making it happen, not quite. Um, you know, th- this is why the coaches are so important in MLS. You can't just go and buy another big star. The roster budgets and rules don't allow that. So ultimately it's down to Greg Vanny. He is in charge. He's
1: got to uh, sort of get the players together. I mean, you could argue with LA Galaxy, that the last few managers have, have struggled to, uh, to create that harmony around the club. And they seem a franchise that, you know, I think for uh, no matter who you support, maybe not LA FC fans or San Jose fans, but if you were an MLS fan, you want to see Galaxy doing well, uh, you know, They'd be a part of you that wants them for the nostalgia just to be up there. And they are one of the biggest names in the league. So, um, yeah, it doesn't surprise me that there's it's not quite harmonious off the pitch. But as you said, that's down to the head coach to try and sort that out. Uh, right, number two of what we're talking about this week on Stoppage Time has been two big transfers happened uh, in the last seven days in MLS. We're going to talk about Julian Gressel in just a moment. But first of all, uh, Federico Bernardeschi has signed for Toronto from Juventus. It happened on Monday, uh, yesterday, as we record this. Um, what can he bring to Toronto, Elliot? It's part of this Italian revolution that they've got.
0: Well, we saw, we spoke about it last time. They've moved on uh, Pozuelo to into Miami. Uh, that left uh, a pretty sizable gap in that number 10 spot. And, um, you know at the front end of the field for Toronto and they filled it here with a player from Juventus who isn't done playing you know he's 28 this is a big move for, for MLS this is a, a really good uh, indication of where the league is is moving to right now 28 years old could play for another six seven years at least and that's something that we don't see often. They don't you know, players don't join from from big name teams like Juve and still have a, a long while left on their career. So this is huge. Um, more maybe we're looking at him more for assists than goals. Um, you know, only eight goals for Juve and 130 plus appearances, I believe. So I, I think definitely looking at him as more of an assist man. He will find it easier in MLS than in Serie A, of course. So we're hoping that he's going to chip in with goals as well. But this is this is huge for Toronto, who just keep adding and adding to to a roster that is improving so much. And I'm already looking at them for next season as massive contenders.
1: Yeah, um, you know this is probably why Bob Bradley ended up um, going there. You know, that it was the promise of these type of players coming in. Uh, Bernard she of course was part of the Euros team last uh, last summer, so he's. He's got, you know, he's won medals, he's got an an international medal um you know in his trophy cabinet as well. I know Italy didn't qualify for the World Cup so maybe he's been a bit of a casualty um of that and that's where he's now coming over to MLS but still uh, she said at 28 years old he's got a lot of years in him. Um I think he could have signed in one of the Europe's big leagues, not necessarily for one of the, the bigger teams, but um you know, I'm sure a team in the Premier League would have took a a punt on him. So uh, yeah, it's great to see for uh, Toronto. It's great to see for the league. And I'm excited to see what he does. As you said there, he's he's more of an assist guy. You've got a new striker that they've just signed who loves to put those assists away. So it could be a, a beautiful partnership. Um, Heading across Canada then, Julian Gressel is signed for Vancouver. Um, And he, he came a bit of a surprise to us. And he according to uh, some Twitter comments that he made, it came as a bit of a surprise to him as well. Uh, another casualty of MLS's crazy trade system. Um, uh, were you were you genuinely surprised by this or, or can we not be surprised by anything now in MLS?
0: Uh, well let's pick up on the on the surprise bit first um, you know Gressel knows the deal he signed a contract with MLS, not with DC United so uh, that's the way it works. he'll know that um and it's the same way that, that he left atlanta united but ultimately that's what happens it is a strange one he's been forced to move not just clubs but country um under under contract with with no choice whatsoever however that's the way it works vancouver have got an excellent player we all know that uh it's a great deal for vancouver who you know they are they are on the up it's been it's been a tough few years for vancouver um but ultimately, Gressel's a great player. He knows that, that that's always going to be a possibility. He maybe didn't expect to be traded because he's a he's a big part of of DC United. But I think our focus here that 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 I, that I want to switch to is this is a DC roster that we've already criticized heavily. You know, they they lost big players uh, in the close season. We didn't really think that they replaced them, and now they've lost. Julian Gressel, um, Wayne Rooney's just arrived. I wonder what he thinks to it all.
1: Yeah, well, there's rumours of uh, Columbus is Miguel uh, Berry signing for DC. I mean, would you rather have Gressel or Berry in your team? Of course, Berry is younger uh, and there's a lot of potential there. But I think over the last 12 months, he's perhaps not kicked on at Columbus as, as much as we would have hoped. So I don't know whether a new start would benefit him or not. But yeah, it's... Uh, we, didn't, we weren't impressed with DC's roster as it was. There's rumours as well that Ravel Morrison's coming in, um, an English player from who Wayne Rooney managed at Derby. So unless they've got big hopes and unless they've got a, a list of players that are coming in, you, you feel that DC aren't going to necessarily kick on. They lost again at the weekend and Wayne Rooney could struggle. Um, I mean, going to Vancouver... They've got a great deal, Vancouver, and I think this is exactly what they need, a bit of MLS experience, which you look at DC and say, well, how much have they got in the team now? And we know how important it is.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, leaves a big hole for DC United. If they get berry, fine. Uh, like you say, I, I think the the MLS experience of Gressel is, is worth a lot more, Um so it's gonna be an interesting one to to keep an eye on. Rooney obviously is gonna attract players, but they're under the same restrictions as every other team. You know, into Miami arrived with, with high hopes. LAFC did I would argue LAFC have done the best job of of roster management. Um, but even they, you know, had a had a couple of years out of the out of the sun. So it's gonna be an interesting one to keep an eye on. Rooney will make things happen at DC United. Is it gonna be this season? It doesn't look like it.
1: No, they're definitely in transition.
0: Um, another team that are now
1: in transition, number three, we're talking about this week, on MLS UK show Savage Time is Atlanta United. Darren Eels has uh, it's been announced that he's to him and he's uh, transferred teasing emojis and gifts gifs are, uh, going over to these shores to Newcastle United. I mean, personally, I think this is a great, great from Newcastle United. Obviously, we know Atlanta well. We've worked with... Uh, Darren Eels, Eels before, so they, uh, they liked what they, they worked with um. when Miggie signed for them. um. But where do Atlanta go now? Do you, do you think from looking at the outside, did, did they need a new start or is this something that they could have done without?
0: Easy for me to say with my Orlando hat on, but I, I, I think Atlanta are in trouble a little bit. I, I, I do. I think too much is going wrong. Um. You know, there was a, since covid uh since the since the mls is back tournament it's it's not been a bed of roses and i think every team has an aspect of that we just talked about dc you know vancouver we're hoping are, are on the way up la fc have been uh out of the limelight for a while they're now back hopefully it's just a um transitional period as you mentioned but you just feel like there's there's been a lot at play and it's it's all been Pretty negative from you know comments from Martinez. Um Ever since Tata left, essentially, there's been there's been a problem at Atlanta United, and this is not going to solve it.
1: No, I uh, yeah, I've got to uh, sadly agree with you. I think the for Atlanta at the moment, it is they taking one step forward and then two steps back. I think we see that on the pitch. I know the injuries haven't helped, but at the end of the day, you know you you're looking at Atlanta's social media and you're seeing at least. It seems at the moment like once a week, once every few weeks, they're making a different signing. And I know it's to combat the injuries and especially the ones at Guzan and then Shuttleworth has really knocked them. You wouldn't expect to play three goalkeepers in one season. But it, yeah, it just seems that there's no nothing settled at the moment. And the one place where it was settled with Darren Eels as chief executive... Um, well, he's he's now gone. So I don't blame Eels for the, the opportunity. Newcastle is a club at the moment who are look like they're going places and uh if, you know, if you're going to be in that position and with them, then this is a great time to join and put your stamp on on things. But yeah, for Atlanta United, it's is the end of an era. He's, he's someone that brought um you know, he, he brought MLS to Atlanta and then moved them to Mercedes Benz and you know he was uh, a big part of the the MLS Cup winning side so um yeah it's disappointing as an atlanta fan i'm looking forward to seeing what's going to happen now who's going to be brought in but i don't know i think with the way atlanta are at the moment i'm a confident that it's going to be someone who's going to take this club forward no i'm not you know i think we need a uh, this is where we need a really you need a marker to put down with someone who's a big name, who's going to grab the club by the scruff of the neck, and I don't know whether they'll do that. So we'll wait and see, but as an Atlanta fan, I mean, Darren Eels has done a brilliant job. Um, so it's disappointing that he's leaving, but it's all eras have got to come to an end. So, um, you know, he he goes with, I'm sure, a lot of Atlanta's fans uh, waving him off and saying thank you.
0: Yeah, I think it's... <laughs> it's difficult in mls if you if you take manchester united as an example it's been a very slow decline over the last 10 years but that's that's left them where they are in mls it doesn't take that long other teams you know bounce back they manage to turn things around with with big roster changes big boardroom changes front office changes it's very easy for an mls cup champion team like atlanta to all of a sudden find themselves right down the bottom and, and struggling. And that's because everyone else has improved. They're going backwards. There's no doubt about that. Admittedly, they're going backwards from a very strong position. But in MLS, things turn around so quickly. And, and that's why we love this league. Anyone could go and win the league next year. Vancouver could easily go and win the league next year. No one would particularly bat an eyelid. That's what's crazy about it. Um, so it's very easy um, for Atlanta to, to find themselves in trouble. This is not going to help. Uh, right, so let's
1: move on very quickly from that. I don't want to talk about the decline <laughs> of Atlanta. I want to talk about our fourth topic on Stoppage Time, and it's uh, David Ochoa. You'll remember uh, David Ochoa. He was the goalkeeper for RSL, who uh, was the, the story of the playoffs last season with his... Um, how would you put it, Elliot? Uh,
0: elaborate, unsportsmanlike, maybe?
1: Yeah, well, let's go with that. Yeah, elaborate, unsportsmanlike behaviour. Um, Anyway, he's not really played for RSL this season and uh, he's become the forgotten man. Although he did on Instagram this week put out a a story saying, for those who are asking, yes, I am still an RSL player. I'm just not allowed to train with a team. Apparently, he's been training with the Monarchs. um, And yeah, he's saying he doesn't know why. He doesn't know what he's done. So this is an interesting one because I've got to admit, I mean, yeah, he was a story the playoffs last season. I think RSL have done very well. Uh, obviously they've done well uh, with um, Zach McMaffin goal, uh, you know, covering him. So, um, yeah, things are all good at the moment at RSL. He has become the forgotten man. Um, I mean, we don't know too much about it, but do you think there's something gone on there? Do you think there's something that perhaps we're only getting one side of it?
0: I find it very difficult to believe that he's training with their USL side and he doesn't know why. I don't believe that. He clearly knows the, the reason. Otherwise, he wouldn't agree to it. He wouldn't accept it. Um, Surprised the club haven't tried to move him on, if that's the case. That suggests that maybe it's more of a, a shorter-term punishment than a long-term view. But luck, unluckily for him, they are doing very well without him. Now, um, you know, he's not a star striker that you can't afford to leave out. So it's going to be an interesting one to see what what happens here. But I don't believe he doesn't know. That would be very bizarre. Yeah, well, the club have
1: said that uh, Zach Mamath has, has earned the place at the moment. So, uh, you know, why would you change it? Uh, Alex Mower, who's uh, of, a part of the RSL's podcast uh, the Hive for the Hive Sports, he's done a bit of a breakdown of why uh, Ochoa has not been playing, or of what we've been told anyway. He said he had a quad injury uh, at the start of the season, then a finger issue. That was in April. Um, he then played in the US Open Cup in April, but then misses, he missed the games in May for an excused personal absence, a dislocated finger, and then a coach's decision. Uh, and apparently he's now working on his fitness. So, um, yeah, this is one to watch, Perhaps. But I mean, this is the thing as great as he was, what we were watching him last season in the playoffs, that type of character, there's a few clubs that would be put off by that. Do you know what I mean? The, the, a few clubs that would go and say, okay, he's a good goalkeeper, but do we really want him to come in, maybe disrupt the dressing room, disrupt our flow of play? um you know get the referees and the other fans on our backs you know what i mean he's 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 an acquired taste
0: yeah and in all seriousness and i, and I mean this seriously you know it's the don dwyer thing isn't it even liam ridgewell said it on the on the podcast when we spoke to him um you know great when when that's on your team everyone else doesn't take too kindly to it so it's it's going to be an interesting one to watch certainly Well, uh, we
1: will be watching on the MLS UK show. As soon as he gets back in the team, I'm sure we'll be mentioning it because you can't uh, ignore David Ochoa uh, when he plays for RSL. Uh, But that's it from us this week for MLS UK show Stoppage Time. We've got a full episode next week. And then, Elliot, you're on your honeymoon for a few weeks. So we are like when I was on my honeymoon a few weeks ago or last month or whenever it was now. Time just flies, especially when it's this hot. Uh, we will be hoping to speak to some uh, people around MLS, so stay tuned for that. Uh, remember, MLS UK show is sponsored by Soccer90.com. Head to Soccer90.com uh, to get to the latest shirts, whether it be from MLS or the European leagues or some South American and North American leagues as well. And uh, when you're at the checkout, type in MLS UK and get 20% off. Uh, right then, Elliot, enjoy the rest of your first week as being a married man. <laughs> uh, we'll get, We'll catch up. Next week, um, when hopefully uh, you're well, he's getting to the point now. You've got one last week where Orlando can ruin your weekend, and then uh, the English league start again. So you've got both Norwich and Orlando who can ruin
0: your weekend. Oh, good, bring on the pain.
1: (laughs) That's it from us. Don't forget to subscribe on YouTube if you're watching there, or on your podcast provider. Uh, Throw us a like, throw us a rating as well. But if you're going to rate us on your podcast provider, Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars, LA Galaxy style. Yes, and the way they're playing, that's going to remain for another season. That's it from us. Thank you very much. See
0: ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.